All right. On this episode of the Trade Busters podcast, I'm here with Rusty, who is the co-founder and lead developer for Optional Mega. Um, I don't know if I've talked about this officially, but um, I may have mentioned on the previous episode, I did a couple episodes with them back testing. I mentioned that I was using E-Delta and now Optional Mega. And um, happy to have Rusty here to kind of chat back testing. I think right now, the main difference just from the get-go is they have intraday data, you know, five minutes at this point and hint, hint, maybe one minute at some point and a lot of other kind of bells and whistles that um, are different from some of the off-the-shelf products that you may have seen before. So Rusty, thank you for uh, coming on Trade Busters. Yeah, thanks so much, David. I've been looking forward to it all week. Yeah, no, and, uh, and just full disclosure, you know, we've been in contact for a few months, right? You guys reached out yeah. a couple months ago and wanted me to check it out. And uh, and I was excited to just have something that was different. Number one, the intraday data makes sense. Um, but also right. you guys were very willing to hear feedback. Um, you know, we've had this kind of one-on-one back and forth for a while. And, you know, you guys have your own Discord, a lot of... Um, feedback and suggestions from the users. And I think you're doing what, two or, two or three pushes a week or so, something crazy. Um, <laughs> we were, yeah, sometimes two or three a day. I think three a day was, was the record there Okay, on a number of releases. Yeah, yeah. And, and just again, um, if you guys want to know, we're going to dive right into kind of the nitty gritty of backtesting. If you guys are interested to hear more about the backstory of uh, Rusty and the co-founder Troy, um, go head over to the uh, stock market option trading uh, podcast with Eric O'Rourke. I think his last episode, in fact, was with you guys, which came out you know, a few days ago. So you guys yeah, went right. into backstory, why you did this and all that. So I want to just jump straight into talking about the backtesting. Um, right now, Sounds great. Uh, I know you guys are working on a lot of features coming up. What's kind of like something that in your mind is different uh, from what you guys do o- other than the intraday data? That's the huge thing, but like maybe right, your philosophy yeah. or your vision or just the way you see backtesting as a tool. Sure. So I, I think for me, the, the thing I really wanted to emphasize when we built this tool, which originally was just for ourselves, as we mentioned in, in Eric's podcast. It's always the best way to start. It's always the best. That's yeah. right. Yeah. You, you eat your own dog food is I think the phrase there. And so um, I wanted it to be fast. Uh, and everyone says that, right? But but it is, it's a massive problem because, and, and you've talked about this and I think in the podcast that you had with Eric as well. The size of the data is immense, and people think people think they understand big data until you look at like an SPX option chain for ten years. <laughs> then you can understand in, in like five or even one minute intervals. And I've looked at both; uh, it is just an immense amount of data. And so, we wanted it to be fast for a reason, not just because uh, we're lazy or we're impatient, but because I think I enjoy refining a strategy, right? Like running it over and over and over and over again, tweaking little parameters here and there, and seeing. Iterations. Oh, that made a 5% difference. Yeah, right. iterating over and over. Time of entry, you know, 200% stop loss, 300% stop loss. Um, and then with all the different technical things, like does this do better in this fixed environment or at a certain moving average? I don't trade a lot of TA, but a lot of people do. And so there's an advantage there for some people. So the, the speed for us from day one was a huge hurdle. And as soon as I figured out and sort of unlock that secret sauce, if you will, <laughs> on how to run, uh, let's say, a five-year test in 10 seconds, which right. sounds ridiculous, but but we can do it. It really does it. And it doesn't cut corners. It, it truly iterates through every five-minute interval and checks all these things. As soon as we figured out how to do that using big data and a lot of data shaping and just 
20 plus years of professional experience for myself, um, that was pretty exciting for us. And then I realized like, oh, I think this would be useful for other people. <laughs> uh, I think other people would enjoy taking a strategy they've heard about maybe and then making it their own, right? Fitting their own personality, tweaking it, messing with it. Um, and, and over time too, because environments change, right? Rapidly, we're in a uh, pretty challenging environment the last three, four months. <laughs> yeah, and for intraday, um, you know, most people think zero DTE and that's about to have a big change I don't know if it will be, but you know, with the, the dailies coming out Tuesday next month, Thursdays oh, in May. Yeah. So who knows what that's going to be like, you know? What's going to happen. Yeah, that's going to be incredible. Um, but yeah, absolutely. That, and that was one of the reasons I personally trade zero DT and so does Troy. Uh, and so we wanted a tool that would accommodate that. Um, there's a pretty good chance that we're going to move to one minute, which would make it even more robust for that scenario as well. Hopefully, so. still reasonably fast. I mean, it's it's uh five well five times more data. So I guess if it, if it's really quick, maybe it's worth it a five times slower. Or I don't know if there's a you could do a toggle. I don't know if that's. I, w- I was thinking about a toggle, like different maybe fifty. If, if you're doing something that's like leaps, if you're testing leaps or something, yeah. like you probably could do fifteen minute data. You know, if if you're doing, you know, thirty day calendars, maybe you use five minute. Just yeah, I, I, that's exactly one of the things I thought through in my own head was like a uh, a data granularity toggle between a few different I things. Think, I think toggles pick. has kind of been a theme because I've thrown so many ideas as you, other people have thrown ideas, but I like that. That's it, right. It does make it a little complicated, but you know, you've kept these, if you guys, you know, if you're members already, or if you join, uh, there's a section, you know, there's obviously the, the primary things that most people look at Delta, you know, DTE, all that stuff. But then there's a bunch of extra features that are just like special requests or they're my special requests <laughs> and you can turn right. them on and off. We got to probably add some tool tips, but like it, it really lets you customize how it, the test is done. Right. But it also lets you have right. a view under the hood because if you know what the test is doing, that gives you a better confidence that it is doing or trading in a manner that you want it to trade, you know? Yeah, that's right. I mean, for me, one of the keys is... User experience, I think, is underrated. And a lot of people look past that when they build software for other people. Um, just because I understand it as a developer doesn't mean anybody else will. So I think we've tried to go out of our way to make it intuitive. Um, I've used other backtesting softwares and it ends up looking like, I don't know, like the, the console uh, of a jetliner or something. Like, I don't know how to fly. Like, I don't want to look at all those gauges because there's just no way it's so intimidating. But if you can start with the basics, like you said, right? I mean, Hopefully, if you're trading options, you understand deltas and things like that in DT and that kind of start with the basics, start with an exit price, maybe a stop loss, and then start building to your point, customize it from there. Say, oh, I only want to trade this when we're above the 20 SMA, or I only want to trade this below a 15 VIX. Um, and then, yeah, a lot of your requests and other, uh, well, the community has been great in Discord and, and um, very patient as we pump out feature after feature. And I've tried to hide those behind toggles, right? Like instead of just throwing out every TA, well, if you don't want to use TA, just toggle that off and all the TA will, will be hidden. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and just for the uninitiated, right now, again, I've mentioned you have all the basics, you know, you can do DTE, Delta, you can target an option by the, the dollar amount, you can target by the Delta, you can chain things together to have a fixed width spread. You know, this is all very similar to, uh, right. again, stuff that's out there. And uh, all the t- standard strategies, naked put, butterfly, spreads, whatever. Um, but, you know, I'm in this court. People are always throwing wild ideas at you. You can do calendars. <laughs> and, and I know there's like just so many things and it's challenging. But, you know, that's kind of 
again for the uninitiated like all the standard stuff is supported but in, in terms of the output right you're, you have the usual like um pnl you've got the average date and trade win rate loss rate largest win largest loss and then of course you got the right. pcr premium capture rate yeah that's know, right which, just, that's right <laughs> and then uh and then the toggles are you know there's different filters you can do crossovers rsi i guess moving average stuff like that and there's of yeah. course the toggles of like commission how much commission how much slippage but then some interesting things like um do you want to uh, if you're assuming you're going to have a limit order, do you want to you know, trigger your PT, take profit or stop, but use that, <clears throat> the target price um, and just kind of assume, you know, obviously you can pick some slippage maybe, but because the, even with the five minute data or even with one minute data, there is some gaps in the data. So just taking the market yes. field may not always be the best. So having the, the toggle, if you want to fine tune it, right? Because for me, I've said before, like, I like to take what's called a, a peer study and make everything clean and just use the simulated or target fills, I can go in and inject, right? Because yeah, you guys can do a download of the CSV of the trade log, right? I can that go in and post process. Yeah. I can go in and add in the slippage commission, whatever I want to do. But it, this gives you the flex- flexibility to make the test how you want it. And then you can take that and run with it. So I think that's kind that's of, right. uh, th- that customization is very nice. Well, thanks. Yeah, that, that's certainly one of our goals. And, and you mentioned confidence, I think, earlier. I think that was early on why we did the five minute data, right? So uh, I think the best things in life are born out of pain. And for us- What you have before uh, that? We, what, was, what was the last thing you used? Well, you, you weren't using, I mean, ELD won't even work on, on internet. I, I was, no, well, <laughs> so someone told me about a strategy and like Troy and I were trading um, for a brief minute there, um, like a 1DD condor, right? Mm-hmm. And- I remember someone mentioned like the returns. Again, this happens so often, right? You're on Tastyworks, you're on some Discord, and you hear an idea, and someone claims it's good. They post a screenshot, and the PL looks amazing. Which I'll say this right now for any backtesting software: if it's too good to be true, it is too. It is. You've just you've gamed the backtester rather than beat the market. So just be careful. But but that said, this trade looked amazing. I thought, oh, I'll take this, and it worked for a while until it didn't, which I think was another one of your podcasts recently. And uh, sure enough, if you ever want to figure out how gamma can bite you hard right in the rear trade like one day one dt sell one dt condors and see what happens with overnight gaps in, in gamma <laughs> right. uh, so, so that said i looked at it and i thought oh i know why this happened right because I've, again i've done computer science long enough it, it's because the data right they're just using in the day data and i got so mad that i went and downloaded five minute data and i wrote like little terminal app Right, and right. I parsed it, and I said, "See, this is garbage. This is garbage." And so that's that's how it kind of started. Uh, you know what's so funny? I, when you first got that, could you even open the file? Because I was so naive. I bought one minute data, and it like yeah. blew up my Excel. I couldn't even open it. Right? <laughs> I had to give it to my friend. Oh, there's no like, way. Yeah, there's yeah. no way in Excel. Like I had to. I have luckily I have all these uh, tools that I use for development normally with large okay. files that I've, I've been used to, and so. Um, like MacBook, you can use something like BB Edit or something like that. They can handle like giant data sets. Uh, and I just started, I don't know, it's like looking at the matrix really. Like I just started scrolling through lines of it until I found these option prices. And I was like, yeah, there's no way that this works. Uh, but yeah, it, it's such a massive amount of data. I tried, I tried, I think for a hot minute to open it in Excel and it just blew up my computer. So I thought, well, this is obviously larger than I, I could possibly imagine. Because I thought I knew, like you said, you thought you knew until you downloaded the file and you're like, this is massive. This is I a lot remember of one minute, one day was like 
700 megs, right? So you can only imagine, right? That's just yeah. raw data, you know? Um, right. One, yeah, one single day. Yeah. You know, that's funny um, because you mentioned, obviously, after that, I'm sure you didn't trade that strategy <laughs> anymore. Um, but, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know, the, the, the good thing is, and you guys are traders, right? And you, like you said, you Correct. built this for yourself. So even... How long have you been working on this? Or maybe not even make it a commercial product, but like well, how long ago did you start building something that's kind of a semblance of a, a backtest or sure. the five-minute data? It's only been about eight months. Okay. Yeah, and we started doing this from scratch. In that eight months, have you already, has it had an impact on your trading? Either you've found new strategies or you've refined something you've traded or it's given you more confidence in something. Like, have you already gotten that value just for yourself? Um, oh gosh, I would say all the above. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I had a number of strategies, zero DT and other things. Uh, one uh, using a number of different uh, metrics, I figured out that oh, this is not the right environment for selling. <laughs> sort of that Tammy Chambliss strategy. I think she even said like you, we watched some of her more recent videos, and she put in the comments, you know, like in February that she had stopped trading it in this environment because it seemed like uh, RV was actually greater than IV many days right it's yes. sort of the flipped right um i think there's someone's gaming the vix or something so uh using using the tool i figured out really seasonality right i think that is the key there is no one trade that works in every environment or there are a few over a long enough timeline but you can optimize trades it's like a toolbox and so i started using this to say i love this trade then maybe until we get into a more calm environment where uh, people figure out exactly what kind of damage inflation is going to do to the global economy and some of these other you know, giant risks that keep us from being stable for long periods of time. Like maybe some of these delta neutral strategies aren't a great idea. And then I looked at, well, what kind of environment are we in? And I started looking at, okay, there have been other historic periods that you can see in the back tester. Oh, these trades worked really well. So trades I'd never tried before. And those started working amazingly well, uh, more directional trades. So um, you've either stopped or started certain strategies based on yes. testing. Okay. And that's, that's, that's correct. That's, that's actionable, right? That's, that's the whole point, right? It's something uh, actionable. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And the confidence too, just to know, because trading is tough, right? I think most of it, it really is mental. Most of it's discipline, right? I, I think most, most of it is just don't, don't hope that the market's going to reverse. Take it off. If you have a 200% stop loss, you take it off, right. right? You don't you don't cancel your stop loss order and be like, oh, the market's going to reverse today. I know it's going to bounce at forty four hundred. Don't do that. You know, you, it's rigor, and so I think what a what a back testing tool gives you, hopefully, is confidence to say that this will work over a long enough timeline, even if the current environment's rough, even if it's been rough two months. Well, two months is nothing in a long view, and so. If you take the long view of the market and you continue to execute and you continue to get better and even look at the current environment as this is an opportunity for me to learn how to lose correctly, how to be a good loser with trading and how to get out of, out of, out of trades and continue to execute, then the tool will do that for you. Hopefully, it'll, or at least it will help you have that mindset. Right. You know, for and, and I even mentioned, I think uh, probably my last episode, which is kind of optimizing for conviction versus optimizing for PNL, right? How do you optimize? I mean, you have to have some kind of tool to, to test, right? Because, you know, one right. of the, uh, I guess, criticisms of backtesting in general is like, well, just because it worked in the past doesn't mean it's going to work in the future, right? But 
sure. if you know it didn't work in the past, do you really want to try it in the future? <laughs> you know, and and not That's just correct. that. It's like again, not you no know, knowing when something works or not always. Like I said, I, I had an episode where I said not just it's not always just about works or doesn't work. It's about works better and works not as good, right? So for me, I I'm not opposed to kind of using. Filters as kind of a risk on risk off mechanism, and then using backtesting right. to find those regimes. I'm fine with that. And people who want to kind of be more in control and rather than just blindly put on trades, I mean, that's like a tool, right? Now, personally, yes, I, I still find it hard to have conviction to solely rely on something like that. But at the same time, you know, my personal preference is more just to size it down so that I can ride out yes. all the waves. But at the same time, I recognize that there is some value there. And it's about building that confidence. And if you if you're one, you know people have a bias, or if you if you're a person that does TA, or you really believe in momentum, and that as a reflection of what the market might or might not do, then you can use that as an overlay to decide which of your strategies, you know, which of your tools you wanna you wanna implement. So again, it's about it's, giving people yeah. that that freedom and that option to choose. You know. And, and I think um, some of the stuff we have built in will help you auto size, right? So if you, if you have a certain size account, so you, there's a number of things in the tool, like you can specify the maximum of contracts. So let's say you were targeting certain VIX levels using like a VIX ladder kind of strategy where you're saying, okay, this VIX, sell one, this two. Now I know you talked about yours kind of auto size because you get more credit the higher VIX gets at the same deltas and that kind of stuff. And, right. Um, so you can do that. You could target fixed credit automatically size up in the app as well. So yeah, again, it, and if you look at over time and see, oh, I know VIX was high, for example, in 2020, especially around the crash and that it receded. I know it's been high um, in periods in the last few months and you see where the trades either done better or worse, then it, yeah, then you can either do different trades and swap them in that, or like you said, you could just size. And you could do both of those things with the tool even. Um, and then what's great, and this isn't out yet, but I'm confident to say it will, it'll be out in the next week or two, is the portfolio view. You can actually combine all these, right? So you you could run the ladder of different VIX trades, combine them all with this and with that, and then see what an overall return would be dynamically over a four-year, five-year, 10-year period. You know what's funny? Before this talk, you and I were talking about what should we talk about? And like, you know, I, I purposely said this can be very low-key, non-structured, but you're, you're going through so many things that there's so many things to talk about. Sorry. And you're going through so many topics. <laughs> One thing I want to hit on that you, you mentioned that I think is important. Uh, you didn't really emphasize, but you mentioned it's basically you guys have dynamic sizing, right? You can say, because one of the biggest criticisms I have for things that are off the shelf is that it's a fixed Delta or a fixed one contract or fixed whatever. So what happens is with those kind of tests, right? If you have a one lot of a spread or whatever credit sizing over a short period of time, that's fine. But over a longer period of time, the market changes for one, right? Which right. means the credit for a certain delta changes. But not only that, your account size is changing, right? So a $1,000 credit relative to a $100,000 account is one thing, but relative to a million dollar account is a totally different thing. So that's for great. a long-term study, which I like to call longitudinal studies, that's going to throw off the results. It's, it's basically not useful, right? Which is why in the yes. past, I have downloaded the outputs, uh, the spreadsheets of these tests, and I post-process, I do the scaling, right? Whereas you guys are doing it for us, right? There is, yes. and there's two ways you can specify how much capital to allocate to a trade. But not only that, you can also specify the number of contracts 
to limit that position to. Now, at this point, I don't think you have kind of the exact thing I do with Data Engine, for example, which is like the, the specific credit targeting. But obviously, that's just very yeah, specific. Yeah. And that's just specific to what I do. But you have something <laughs> sure. that kind of attempts to scale the trade size. And that's going to make the results kind of more true to life, true to actual trading, so to speak. Right. Because you're not right. going to sit there and trade a one lot for 10 years. Right. No. Right. But I hope not. Um, unless you find the, the worst strategy in the world. So, yeah, to your point, if you are trading, and this goes back to like trying to generate a certain amount of income or a certain return. Right. So, if you say, um, I want to generate, yeah, I want to beat alpha, I want to uh, or generate a certain amount of alpha, 10 alpha, or whatever it is, five alpha, then and you back into it in the software and you figure that out, then you can use that as a parameter in the amount of margin that you allocate from your overall, overall portfolio to a certain trade. Uh, but it also has the secondary effect uh, in this very Kelly criterion sort of way of risk management. So if you're only, if you don't have a good hedge, and I know your system does, which is great, but it, it, let's say that somebody didn't have a good hedge in place, then the sizing doubles as risk management because you know you won't blow up your account if you're only managing 20% of your you know, uh, margin. You're only allocating 20% of your margin. And even then you have a stop loss at X. You have some risk management built in and you also have a dynamic sizing built in. And so as you go along, that's what's great about that is you can tweak those numbers. You can say, let's say you're starting with 100K and you, you have a really good strategy and you say, I want to allocate 50%. Well, it might blow up. Like you might blow up your right. account. So a <laughs> quick question. In your test, what happens if they blow up? Does it just go negative and maybe go back to positive? Or did you actually do something if the no, it goes negative? If you, can't, if you can't trade it anymore, then it just stops. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which um, maybe we could be more elegant than that, but like literally the log will stop and you look at your output log okay. and it'll show your start ending funds is like zero or whatever. Yeah, I've um, seen some, and, and just something, whether or not this is something you want to do or not, I've seen some where they just make the account go negative and you just keep trading, but like seeing that negative amount might be like, oh, <laughs> I went negative 100%. <laughs> like this obviously not going to work, you know? Um, sure. So they just trade it because the net like is just a number, right? So you can just keep aggregating right. on that. Um, although I, I guess, you know what though? I guess the margin will blow up because you're talking about margin and I have to have a happens. margin. Okay, that, that makes sense. And then uh, just to clarify, because because I trade so small, I, I don't actually look at the margin that much. What are you basing off reg T portfolio? How are you modeling the margin? Yeah, right I now know it's for spreads is defined, but with, with like naked positions, for example. Okay. Right, right. Right now it's reg T. I would love to do portfolio. I know the portfolio gets a lot more complicated to do a true. That, that's true. Yeah. It's almost like maybe not even the, the value there of like doing all that. <laughs> it's almost another thing to model, right? So maybe just focus on, but don't use all your buying power. Okay. So that's, 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 that's a simple <laughs> thing to say, you know, that's, that's easier. The, that's the number one thing. Don't put hundred percent buying power um, because it's sort of, it's sort of an education thing built into the tool, right? Like not only yeah. does it help you size. So if you start with hundred K and you end up after 10 years with a million dollars, you're like, Oh, this is great at, at 20%. Let me allocate 50. And you see it go the opposite direction. You know, I yeah. just had another idea. We talk about toggles. Toggle it. You know, reg T is about 20%. Portfolio margin can be 10%. Futures are 5%. You could just have a 
2010, 5, whatever, or even a slider, right? Obviously, the problem with these kind of things is people have to know, like, if they don't know what they're doing and they have it at 5%, oh, like, oh, I can trade a million contracts with no problem. But then, of course, you're going to see huge PL swings. But right. I think some of that is just kind of educational, you know, like you're, you're giving this multifaceted tool. But you know, that, that might be neat just to, again, letting people see under the hood, like, okay, I'm going to use, I'm going to assume 10% margin, right? Because uh, on right. portfolio margin on index products, sometimes it's pretty darn close to that, maybe down to seven percent, you know, depending on what you're doing. But uh, just just another yeah. idea, things you can do. You know. Yeah, that would be interesting to do. Uh, I think the other reason uh, to be careful, like you're saying, I could do a million contracts, is that at some point you will have liquidity problems in real life, and so right. we regularly get people comment in the Discord and say, "Hey, this this test looks could to be true," and I say, "Well, okay, you're 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 selling like." 10 cent premium, <laughs> turn on fees and commissions and cap it at a hundred contracts right? and right. Uh, see what happens. And they're like, oh, that fixed the trade. <laughs> fixed it being, <laughs> I don't even know if it was profitable after that. Yeah. And so, you know, we were talking about using this as a tool for, you're seeing when strategies, you know, worked or didn't work. Um, do you ever think about, and another kind of thing, I don't know if it's a criticism or something to be careful of, like, we like to iterate through multiple tests to uh, see the nuances and how it changes. But at the same time, right. you know, people talk about curve fitting, right? And that's something to be aware yes. of, you know, and that's something where we can't tell people how to use a tool. But you know, I, for me, I know that backtesting is mostly for context, right? Yes. At least, you know, the different nuances and how things behave or don't behave. And it's not about going through and, Oh, out of like 20 configs, I turn on this toggle, that toggle, and ah, magically, this is 100% <laughs> ROC, right? And, and maybe, maybe it was, but like, um, and are you, is that something kind of you're aware of, or do you think about it, or is that just something you like always have in the back of your mind? Cause like, you know, like it's not just about the magic parameters <laughs> all of a sudden. That's right. Yeah, I mean, there's two things with that. I, I think yeah, overfitting is another term I've heard for that. Right, um, right. And so definitely, yeah, for anyone listening, please be careful. Don't don't overfit. Like it, you're going for a ballpark. Like you said, you're going for context. You're going for confidence. You're not going, this isn't a video game. Where you're going for like 100% achievement. <laughs> right, you exactly. There's no reward for getting or, or, or you, test. It's not about trying to set up the test in a way to maximize, <laughs> right. you know, a single number. Right. Um, right. Well, we're so we're also used to gamification, right. Where we gamify everything where everything, everything now has an unlock and an achievement bar. And so it's like, it's not this, like, don't do this. You'll, you're just going to make yourself crazy. And I think one thing that's key to that is always look at sample size, sample size. I will say that over and over again, right. right. Anyone who understands probability statistics in matters, sample size matters. And so you could create the perfect test and then you go look and it's like, oh, this is 20 trades. Well, that shouldn't give you any confidence at all. <laughs> you want confidence over a thousand trades or 500 trades or 300 trades. Then, then right. you start saying right. in different environments, not okay at exactly, you know, between RSI 55 and 56 or something crazy that this happens. Here. You're just going to, you know, yeah. wasting and, your time. And this kind of brings it back to like what, what is the back test for? You know, what exactly, why do you even want to have this, you know, service, right? Because when you have all of these toggles, these are inputs to the test and how the test is run. But when you have only a number of outputs, you know, the typical ones, right. the ROC, the PNL, the win rate, maybe the drawdown if you're lucky, 
you don't have a lot of feedback in terms of what the strategy is and what it's about, right? And that that's yes. why people might have this gamification effect where, oh, you know, I've seen people, you know, post like I ran a hundred tests and here's the best one, for example, right? Yeah. But and one other thing you mentioned is if you want to have a test and know how it did in certain regimes or when it's better and when it's not better. The problem with what's out there right now is you have this graph, right? And you have one overall stat, right? Which is the PNL for like the whole study. But yeah, you don't, you can't see like more granular, right? You want to know like mm. certain years, right? And then this is something you touched upon that's coming out in the, the portfolio view. Um, because what's available now typically is a realized trade log. This is closed trades. And yes, there's an equity curve you can build off of that, but that's not really realistic right. because the, the time, the temporal aspect of the PL isn't true because we're just yes. art, arbitrarily logging these at the time of close, right? If you even look at my data engine trade log, for example, I've had instances where I go one month without a profit target and all of a sudden all of them hit on one day. Well, that's going to make your graph yeah. look like it just had a big spike. Whereas you might actually have a drawdown. So the portfolio of you, if you want to talk about that, it's one thing I've been really kind of looking forward to is it's a mark to market daily summary of all your positions. And not only that, but you're going to have some stats you're going to print out. So I'll kind of let you, you know, take it away. I know this is the thing that you've been working on for the last you know, couple of weeks and, and probably the next big thing to, uh, to come out. Yeah, and I want to say thanks for all the feedback you've given us. Uh, it's been incredibly helpful. I've loved all the looking through all your different spreadsheets and you're really trying to think through what's useful and how we can present this to somebody. So thanks again for that and, and just for some of the great guidance you've given. Um, yeah, I think the idea there is, is again, it goes back to context, right? Um, seeing daily, if you combine a hedge with, let's say, you know, you're doing something that's daily income generation with a hedge. Um, putting those two together and seeing how that compared to S&P 500 uh, in terms of the drawdown, in terms of the, the uh, return. Uh, this is a great, this year is a great example. So I have a couple of strategies that I ran. I, I looked at the P&L and I'm like, I wasn't feeling really good about myself until I compared it to S&P. I was like, okay, well, I'm not down 7% of the year. <laughs> so I, I feel pretty good about that. Um, and that's, that's sort of what we want to get to is, is context against the market, but then also looking and saying, know yourself, know what kind of trader you are, right? Everyone talks about that, that you need to find a trade that works for you. And if you're going to run the simulation, look at the max drawdown and ask yourself if you're really going to be able to handle 30% drawdown without freaking out, you know, or 20%. And if you can't, you should probably come up with a different portfolio <laughs> that that can that can has better hedging or smaller sizes or something that doesn't have a thirty percent drawdown. Um, so that's what we want to do. Uh, I think we have CAGR on there because I know that's a, a stat a lot of people use for portfolios. Uh, we have annual statistics as well as daily. Like you said, we at the end of every day we're looking at all open positions plus realized profits and coming up with a daily net liquidity. Um, but the annual statistics, like not just, oh, I made a thousand percent over 20 years, you know, it's going to be individual right. years because, you know, the one thing about, oh, you know, you might look at a long-term test, like, okay, 30% drawdown and they see that, oh, it happens once a decade. Okay. It seems so far away. Right. And it, yes. it gives kind of a false sense of confidence. But then if you look at the, the individual stats, well, 
would you run this strategy if it was up 20, down 10, up 30, yes. down 40, you know, like maybe not, you know, um, knowing mm. the, 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 the path taken rather than just the destination, that's the key, right? Yes. That, that's what it's going to, I think will be kind of the big differentiation of, you know, optional mega versus what's available right now. Yeah. And I, I think also just getting people really creative with what kind of trades that they can combine, right. To come up with a more smooth, to your point, a more smooth trajectory for their portfolio to go up. Um, some people like to hedge, some people don't, some people hedge in different ways. And so the goal for this portfolio view would be, or portfolio feature would be able to really come up with your own strategy that fits you. Like some people are crazy. Some people, they can sit there and, you know, they have just nerves of steel and they can handle that giant drawdown because they know it's going to come back, you know, and it's just house money or something that they're playing with and that's fine. Right. But, but for the rest of us who are trying to either generate income consistently um, or who probably stare at our net liquidity number too many times a day, uh, <laughs> um, it, it's helpful to have a tool like this that can, um, that can show you at least historically what happened. And, and, and get you to question, again, the, like you said, the journey rather than just the destination of, of that end number per year. And just to clarify something, I maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but you said the word combined in reference to the portfolio view. So I think you're saying that you can potentially maybe run two tests that are you know, hopefully non-correlated, but both make money, both positive expectancy, and then aggregate those results into a single you know, run and see how the overall portfolio equity curve would have been with both strategies running at the same time. Is that, is that what you're saying? That is correct. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that will be, it's, and it's even better very, than just a yeah, combination. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. It's actually okay. more dynamic than that. Yeah. So what you do is you first, you come up with your strategies using the, the tool that we have today, right? You say create test A, B, and C that all, you know, you do these studies, they all look good. Right. And hopefully they're, they're mutually exclusive. You don't want to be, well, it, because here's what's going to happen. Once you select those tests, then you say which percent of your portfolio you're going to allocate to each one. So if you have a hedge and you're putting 1% margin to that and maybe 40% in your income generation and 50% in just a long strategy or something like that. Um, and then when you go to run it, it's instead of just running those tests independently and then combining them, it's actually taking all the different trades and then daily, minute by minute, or every five minutes, looping through and putting those trades on and off dynamically. So if you had like a hedge in 2020 that, that rent went off, you know, in March, and then you had a trade the next day, well, you suddenly would have a lot more capital <laughs> to right. allocate toward something else. And so it is that dynamic, or even like five minutes later, if you had a trade opening right afterwards. And so it truly is dynamic. It's not just smushing them together. It's taking all those trades in real time, like you were actually managing a portfolio. Um, so that's the goal with that feature. Yeah. And I don't think I've seen something quite like that out of, you know, the tools I've used and the ones I've heard of. So I think that will be really a big, you know, kind of a game breaker in terms of how people use a back tester. And cause I've, I've said before, like as good as a strategy is, it's not useful if you can't stick to it right if you can't execute right but you can't execute right. or you won't execute if you don't have confidence if you don't have conviction but how do you build conviction i mean before one way was just to trade right but then right. you're you're 
vulnerable to just making mistakes or just hitting a bad luck streak and you quit. And there's a lot of times where you might be doing something right and the strategy might be a good one, but you might not ever make it to profitability just because right. it's in a rough patch, right? And again, yeah. being able to backtest and look at the context, at least you kind of know, oh, you know, you know, like I said, seasonality, whether or not you want to believe that or not, or, you know, this strategy, sometimes, you know, it's going to have like a couple of months rough patch and then, you know, a certain period of time is good. And at least you kind of set some expectations and not just going in blind and just throwing money away for no reason. And so having the tools to look at, dig into the details of the data, right? Um, But the difference for you guys is the output, right? A lot of, you know, there's kind of this arm, arms race to make this the test fast or whatever and more data for the input. And that's fine. But at the end of the day, like <laughs> it's humans that have to interpret what's coming out, right? And that's humans right. that have to make a subjective decision. Like what is a good strategy? That's not, there's no right answer, right? That depends right. on what you're right. trying to get out of it, your, your, your demeanor, you know, your risk tolerance, a lot of things. So everyone can use this and you can really kind of dive in and tease out the things that, you're looking for might be important to you. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to like see, and I know you guys will keep iterating, but just from the sound of it, th- those are kind of like definitely key features that will be, you know, very, you know, distinct. Well, thanks. Yeah. And we're hoping to, after this portfolio feature, which should drop soon, um, we've got a lot of great feedback. I'm really thankful to people in your community and just our, our own discord as well. Uh, so many good comments and um, some of the stuff we're looking forward to. We're looking into adding maybe some of the other indexes. Um, I know IWM and QQQ have a lot more liquidity, say, than RUT. Right. And, for uh, testing NDX, and, I, and maybe for benchmarking, right? I don't think you mentioned you can throw the S&P graph on your own graph, for example. But um, Right, right. Maybe yeah. we'll benchmark different things. Like if you want to benchmark against Russell or NASDAQ or something, we could do that too. Um and then we thought about adding some of the larger ones. Like some people love trading Apple. I, I personally don't trade Apple for income or anything crazy like yeah, that. But yeah, that's just an thought expense, about some of the right? large caps. It's like a data thing. You just have to balance that out with. No it really is just a data thing. Yeah, both both for buying the data and storing the data, both expensive. Because um, everything we do is cloud-based, paying a lot of cloud fees for that. And then the data subscription on top of that. Yeah. Okay. So I think as the... Um, desire is there, we'll add more features to it. And then the other thing is we really are investigating one minute data pretty heavily. I need to test the heck out of um, whether or not just just the feasibility of that, right? For the for the price that we charge and everything else right, and, see, right. and see what we can get. So. And um, one thing that I don't know if this is too early, but I know like we, we kind of mentioned briefly, you know, conviction comes from like I said, running the test, going through the data, but sometimes conviction can also come from other people, right? Being in a community or having people to bounce ideas. So I think you mentioned yeah. maybe some kind of social aspects, you know, to the service. I, I don't know if you want to. Sure. Anything no, or no. Just, Cause well, this might just, be we're, kind of found down the road. Yeah. We're just dreaming right now. Right. So, I mean, I would love to do a cool thing would be like a hall of fame or like hot trade, you know, your kind of thing where it was like a board of trades that the people posted so that they can share. Cause I, I have found that this community by and large is fairly collaborative. People enjoy sharing ideas. And so it's sometimes just for fun, sometimes encourage. Um, 
and especially when, when things are going bad, right? It's misery loves company. Right. <laughs> when, when the market's doing terribly, people like to get together and share ideas about what's working. And so it'd be really fun to have um, a place where people could share their, the trades that they have been doing that, that, that has been working in real time, but then also share a test or a result or a study to say, hey, look, and here's the test that confirms why this worked. Post that maybe, and maybe like with you know, upvoting and things like that, so things could rise to the top and maybe like an all-time Hall of Fame of, of different trades. It's just, we have cool ideas about how we can make it more fun and interactive for, for the users. Yeah, and it's not just to even share results necessarily. Like the whole idea of having a community, like you have the Discord group, like people can learn from each other and bounce ideas yeah. and learn about how to develop strategies or what to look for or, mm. you know, hey, you should look at drawdowns in different years. Don't just look at ROC or whatever. Or right. What, what certain things mean. Now, people have asked questions about Optional Mega, like how do I use this? And, you know, I've answered questions. I've answered questions. So I think having that community, actually, I don't know if that was, uh, one of the original intentions, but you know, it, it's become kind of part of the experience, almost like the user experience. You know, having that access oh, for sure. Well, and I'll be honest; like I've been surprised how many people have used our software and asked questions that, to me, um, make me really scared that maybe you should <laughs> take some op option education classes before <laughs> you, you start See. doing. You know, it just makes me scared because that—that's the thing. At the end of the day, I don't want anyone to blow up their account. I don't. That's that's one of the advantages of the tool. But to your point about context, right? People will get on our Discord and they'll say, hey, um, why did this happen? This, this zero day did great that I opened at 2 p.m. zero day, but then it occasionally blows up. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's gamma, zero day gamma. You're buying at two, you're selling, you're selling premium at 2 p.m. zero day. Like you're going to get eaten alive <laughs> if you're not careful. Right. And so I think the Discord, hopefully, it is a place to share and, and to encourage and, and to train each other. But then, hopefully just to help people so that they don't blow up their accounts because that's the last thing I want. And that's, that's one of the reasons, for example, I don't know if I ever want to do like NDX or RUT because I think you could build a lot of false confidence when those, because of the low liquidity, you're going to have a hard time getting right. on some of that stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's where community again helps because people will post that people say, well, have you ever tried this? This is not realistic. And um, that's true. And yeah. I, I think that's the, an aspect of having a community that maybe people aren't underestimate, right? It gives you some accountability. I mean, I know most of the time, right. like you gotta be aware of just online stuff because most people might not know what they're talking about, but like, it's true. Sure. Just having, having that feedback is, is better than just going alone or shouting into the void and just blowing up by yourself, you know, who knows? Right. You know? right. So that's, that's, yeah. And I, I was just going to say, I think that, um, I mean, we should always, try to learn from the mistakes of others and ourselves, right? And, uh, and from history. And, and so the, the backtesting tool gives you the history. The community gives you the mistakes and learning and failings and, and things that other people have learned. Probably it cost them a lot of money. So my encouragement would be learn, you know, from, save yourself a lot of money by learning from other people. Don't assume that you have, you know, some, everything figured out on your own. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. And actually, I hadn't even really thought about how all that came together when we started this talk, but now I, I've realized like it is kind of that holistic experience, right? Because you have the research tool, but you have people to kind of share that experience with and, and, and bounce ideas. So that that kind of makes it more interesting um, than like, hey, I'm just going to find this tool, pound out a thousand tests by myself and pick the best <laughs> one and let, let's have at it, you know? Um, but uh, 
before we wrap up here, I know um, I think you guys have a discount code right now that is at least good for the at least end of this month, I think. And um, for those of you who don't know, um, you know, if you join uh, the Trade Buzzers Discord, we, we have a discount code we can use as well. But for now, for those of you listening to this episode, um, it, this is a, is a 50% off the, uh, the regular retail price. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's, I guess I'll, I'll leave a link in the show notes. And uh, I think the promo code itself is APR 2022 or April, 2022. So that's good for at least another you know, couple of weeks here. I'll probably put out this episode in the, the next day or so. And again, look for that. If you, if you haven't already, you know, definitely check it out. I think it's worth um, at least playing around with. Um, do you guys happen to have a free trial right now? Um, I know some. We don't. We've okay. been working on trying to do a trial that, that doesn't. Uh, it's a bit of a catch-22 because you put out a trial uh, with like recent data, then someone will get on, test all their stuff, and they get off. And you're like, well, it's not. So yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're working on a way to be able to do it because I know some of the other tools, like you get a trial, but it's like TLT or some useless ticker. Right, right. Like okay, that. I see. And then at the moment, um, it's basically you can pay for a month at a time or a full year, but I guess you can get the discount applied to either one. Obviously, the the full year is the best price, right? Yeah, it's half off. If you do the year, it's it's 50% off the monthly rate if you annualize it. And then with the discount, it would be another 50% off. So you're paying a quarter. The Discord group, is that only open to subscribers or is it open to whoever? Okay. So, so it's open to anybody, and then we have a number of channels that are hidden for verified members. Only oh, that makes sense. To so I was going to say, like yeah. the Discord, if you guys are, are hesitant, go on the website. I think the link to the Discord is at the, the website, right? Yes. For Optional Mega. I'll leave a link to the website at, at the, in the show notes as well, because I think th- that's a good gateway into the community, because you'll see people posting screenshots. There's a, people, there's a few people on there that I see posting like, <laughs> like those, those crazy strategies, like, oh, I made a, a billion dollars. <laughs> But that's kind of that's a right. good teaser to to get in. And like, there is a vibrant community already. Like you guys only went live two weeks ago or something like that. It was in beta for yeah. a while, but- um, Pretty recent. But, but but that's pretty cool. Um, so anyways, uh, check out the show notes there, uh, definitely. And uh, Rusty, I wanted to just say, you know, I appreciate the time you guys spend um, coming on the show and looking at all the feedback and just implementing, because I think that also- is one of the really cool aspects of, of this software because like we almost have a say in the direction that things go. Uh, cause it's, because yes. you know, like you said, markets change, strategies change, traders change, things are always changing. And uh, you, you're taking initiative to kind of put something out there that's going to be useful and kind of timely. Um, so I really appreciate that. Well, thank you so much. And I really appreciate your feedback as well and letting us uh, work, work together. It's been a joy. All right. And I guess we'll leave it there. And as always, if you guys enjoy this episode, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also visit my trading page at www.thetradebusters.com, where you'll find all the strategy mechanics and trade logs, as well as various essays I've written and other podcasts I recommend. Finally, you can follow me on Twitter at TheTradeBuster. That's it for today. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.